Hello and welcome. You listen to the African States. My name is Kindama. I'm your host of today's program. On today's edition, we are going to travel all the way to Sweden in the city of Malmo to go uh, and talk to one of our, our brothers by the name Nze uh, Prosper Emego. He's a young entrepreneur. Uh, he's uh, currently uh, making the environment better place for everyone, which is uh, from his entrepreneurship, trying to uh, use bamboo for uh, producing um, socks. This is uh, very interesting. I didn't know that with bamboo you can be able to use uh, these beautiful uh, socks that people are using instead of using uh, uh, other material than he using bamboo for that. So without further ado, I will be able to come along and ask him a couple of questions regarding the activity that he is doing. Um, so beautiful to always see these young brothers, this young entrepreneur going along and start to producing products that they uh, make it better for everyone so uh welcome uh, in the studio and this is a first question i always like to uh you guys uh people asking people to introduce them, uh, themselves who am i talking to you or who am i talking to i am um Arinze prosper emigako um i am from nigeria but I've been living in Sweden for the past 10 years. Um, and I am the founder of uh, Akoko. Can you tell me a little bit about this uh, uh, Akoko? The company? Akoko, yes, Akoko. Akoko, okay, actually Akoko means story or storytelling in Igbo language of uh, eastern part of Nigeria where I was born and raised up. And, um, so what we do in Akoko is that we design um, premium bamboo socks um, with African pride. Uh, we want to use, um, or we are using socks as a tool to tell stories of uh, Africa and that of people of African descent. Can you, can you, first of all, I would like to, to know exactly, you said that you're using as bamboo. Yeah, bamboo. How does it work to use Ooh, this material to make Well, it um, it's actually um, a very sustainable alternative to um, wool and uh, cotton and other um, uh, materials used in Texas today. Um, bamboo, bamboo fiber is, um, apart from the environmental benefits, which is, um, it requires less water, less irrigation. You know, bamboo is like weed, it grows on itself. And it's one of the fastest growing uh, plants in the, in the world. So um, that's why we chose that, because we want to be uh, environmentally friendly. We want to take care of the environment. Um, yeah, and apart from the environmental uh, benefits, it breeds, you know, Socks and products, textile made of bamboo, they are very breathable, which means it's suitable for um, warm climate and also um, for cold climate. And uh, it has also antibacterial uh, uh, qualities. Uh, it smells, it, it, yeah, it smells less. So when I use um, like the like to see and are we going to talk about the price and everything yeah, yeah. we could um, 
Didn't okay. you start to, how did you start the company? How the company starts? Well, it's a, it's a long story, but um, I will try to be clear as possible. Um, it's actually a kind of a personal journey, my journey. Uh, first and foremost, I've always worn uh, colorful socks, bright ones, uh, and some of them have things like uh, maybe hamburger or whatever on them. So people normally ask me, whoa, cook socks, where did you get them? What is the story behind it? So I started thinking, what if I can actually use my socks as a moment of enlightenment, as a moment to tell stories, as a, a, a conversation starter? Um, that's how the idea came. I've had this idea for more than 10, 15 years, <laughs> but um, I have not had the resources or met the right people or be able to put up a right team to, to, to get it started. So uh, it's been a long time coming. And also this aspect of um, me as a, a black male in, in Africa, in, in Europe, yeah, an African man, in Europe, I have, you know, I never want to have like a, a negative uh, attention. So I have kind of uh, mastered the act of navigating the, the society unnoticed. So I've held back long enough. Uh, so this is actually a kind of my um, way of marking my presence, of making my presence known. Right, they, it, it is bright, bold, uh, non-conforming, and it's a statement. You know, it's it's kind of um, taking literally taking a piece of motherland to any room. Mm. You know, <laughs> so, so, so so. When you tell that you tell stories from uh, the socks or from the product that yeah. you, you're producing. Describe how do you tell the story, how this, the, the story is being told. Okay, okay. For instance, for instance, because um, um, yeah, you know, this uh, issue of single story, which uh, creates stereotype. I'm trying to quote Chimamanda Adichie, but yeah, uh, it creates stereotypes. So that is that our stories have not been told by us; they have been told by someone else, right? So what I we are doing at this point is actually using Akoko, the platform, our social media, the website to tell stories, real stories of people of Africa and, um, and of the continent, you know, to correct some of these stereotypes. And one of the practical way is like on this um, packaging of sorts, it's um, the design inspired by Ogene. This image now, it's, it is a musical instrument um, it's a gong, you know. It's a gong, right? Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a gong. gong yeah. It's All a right. gong. Yeah. Okay. It's a gong. Um, it, it's a it's a musical instrument, very common and popular in my culture. But also, it is used to call for gatherings in the villages, right? Um, the the town crier goes around with a with a gong and and, and, and plays and then announces the venue of a gathering and the time. So that's why I actually chose to, to use it as the first collection to call people to our various platforms to, to, to tell these stories and have all these conversations. And, you know, when you look at the, the packaging, right, there's a poem. 
written by a, a young uh, Nigerian writer, Marvel Chukwode Parfel, right? So uh, his poem is on all of these songs from our organic collection. So it's a poem about, so actually what you do when you buy these socks, you can rip this off and you can save this as a story card. Okay. So, so we're telling stories just with the product. So imagine you walk into a room, you're having one of our socks and someone say, wow, cool socks, what, what are those? And then you say, yeah, it's actually uh, from Akoko. And then you say, Akoko means storytelling in Igbo language. And, and, and this uh, design is inspired by Yogene. Do, do you know that Yogene is an instrument he used to call for gathering? So we want to get people curious enough to search you know for the stories and and other uh, other aspects of uh, africa that you will not not see on the the the, the big media right very interesting yeah. and special this combination of uh, using the products of plus the 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 the, the, the this literature mm -hmm. poem the poem really, yes really yes interesting. yeah um, um yeah. so how did you get the the, the material to produce this oh, in europe no no okay actually the idea to use bamboo mm -hmm. uh, started from you know i'm a i'm a concrete engineer by profession so I was uh, working on a project in Nigeria. So when they send me pictures, I see a lot of holes on the wall, right? And then I ask, why is that? They say they use bamboo as a as a, a, a scaffolder, you know, to, to you know. And and I was like, but why don't we um, use um, like the normal metal scaffolder that is reusable, right? And uh, and I had one of my uh, comrades, one of my contacts do a research because I, I kind of thought, well, maybe I will go into a business where I have a design of scaffold, have it locally make, made in Nigeria by welders and then rent it out to people. And then during the course of the research, you know, uh, I found out that why people insist on using bamboo is that bamboo is readily available it is cheap <laughs> right mm. so i looked into and found out that has been also a, a federal government research on on a, on bamboo and it stated that 85 percent of the bamboo we have in nigeria is underused we use only the 15 percent in scaffolding and then use it as wood for cooking so I started thinking you know because if we want to bring about change we have to move from this uh, level of um, exporting raw materials and just consumption to export and, and, and processing right the next stage so I started looking into uh, bamboo as an alternative for textile so that's why I decided to use bamboo uh, normally, I would have loved to, to go down to Africa and, and start processing uh, bamboo for textile and actually start the, the company production unit there. But I don't have the resources. But I want to start somewhere. 
because that's exactly what's supposed to be my question if you are planning to do uh, this kind of product in Africa yes we know that there is availability of a, of a resource we're talking about bamboos right there yeah. for example in Nigeria right and then you were here if you're thinking to produce the you already said about the resource you don't have enough resource but what you thinking one day to have like a factory in Nigeria where all these products are available and yeah. what is needed as well this kind of product in Africa yeah like when I was doing uh, writing my business plan it's one of uh, my long-term goal you know but we have to start somewhere right now I have not seen a socks knitting company in sub-saharan Africa I would like to do that but I want to um, have a first-hand experience of bamboo material, the one that I made. So right now I'm producing in Bangladesh in collaboration with a marmo-based company that went to that in Bangladesh now started a, a sustainable socks knitting um, unit over there. So the plan is uh, at the long run, maybe in five years time, to start looking into um, processing African bamboo for textile and eventually have the socks knitting in Africa. It doesn't have to be in Nigeria, as per se, but somewhere in motherland, because that's when we can actually impact and empower people. It will create jobs. It will give the, the farmers, the cooperatives value for their products, you know, as opposed to some other products like uh, cocoa, where um, Africa produce like the, 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 I don't know the percentage, but the revenue we get is like two percent of the whole uh, so it's ridiculous so these are the things that that goes on in my head mm. <clears throat> um how is the before okay how is the response of uh the product that you do using from the clients that you have got or since you started oh my goodness i i i feel really like accomplished not financially yet, but the response, the, 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 the customer experience, you know, when people actually buy and use this product, uh, they, they send me like amazing feedback, like this is the most cozy socks I ever have. Uh, some people say the colors are so empowering. Um, people say the, 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 the storytelling, the deepness of the, the, that it's actually really nice to see a company that is starting right right we are actually focusing on the social issues as opposed to just profit profit right so what what we intend to do now is to show that there are other ways to do to run business that will be profitable also but you don't have to exploit anyone in order to make business or in order to make profit so the the response has been Great, tremendous. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, now let me tell, uh, ask the the challenge that you are facing. Uh, you already start in the beginning telling that uh, um, uh, being here uh, in Europe is uh, one black man doing this kind of business. Mm -hmm. and the way on the car is what we are telling me about uh, yeah. the, some of the challenge. But I would like to know what exactly the challenge that you are facing to run your company to make it. Yeah. Mm. Bigger than we yeah, personally, um, I will talk about my personal challenges, but I will also um, make it a little bit general because I've been speaking with other um, black entrepreneurs, especially here in Scandinavia, 
um, my personal experience, the first company I started was an entertainment company. Um, lack of information, informations were not readily accessible, right? The, the grants, the support system, you have to actually search for it in order to, to, to find them, right? And then secondly, um, lack of representation. When I went, the first time I went to the institutions, government institutions that were in place to support startups, um, I felt like they, they didn't really understand my needs. I felt like the, the policies and, and the help that are there are not necessarily tailored for someone like me. Okay, um, this is another one. And also, when you, you know, very, our social capital, right? The, the network we have, because I like to say your network is uh, directly proportional to your net worth, right? Is who do you know? Mm. Me as a black man here doing business, I don't have. Um, ex-classmates who are bank managers or, or a friend whose uh, sibling is a purchase manager you know so that limitation that you don't really know people you don't have enough network to push your product through that's a big challenge but um, I am working towards that, uh, networking, socializing, trying knocking at doors and knocking continuously uh, to have them open. And one more thing is also stereotypes, you know. There is these um, expectations, uh, very low expectations of uh, businesses, black-owned businesses that we, we don't have quality and stuff like that. The services are not like... Uh, standard you know compared to that of people of uh, you why, know. <coughs> why this uh, this stereotype why do they have this uh, stereotype towards business even they can see the product is so well designed and well crafted <laughs> but, 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 but you, you, you have to understand that this is um, uh, as, a, as a result of very long time of uh, misinformation about black people you know the media even from 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 childhood what you watch you know you, you see our own people have internalized some of this uh, and accepted some of these stereotypes that's why they will opt for to they will be happy parading themselves as wearing hookabos or gucci but they will not support a, a black brother trying to to make something uh, meaningful so um it's as it's a result of a very long time of manipulations, misinformations. That's why we come back to storytelling because right now we want to tell our stories ourselves. Uh, Chinua Achebe said something. He said, um, "Until uh, the animals have their own historians, the history of the hunt will always glorify the hunter." It has been like that, mm -hmm. you know. We didn't have like media outlets, you know, um, showing positive things about uh, black-owned businesses and stuff. Even when I I try to get retailers, I, 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 when I walk into a shop and I say I would like to talk to the manager, or when I send email, um, 
when the manager come uh, uh, and first I show them the product, they will be like, wow, surprise. But they don't want to, you know, go on with that excitement. They turn it down low and the next thing, yeah, we have ordered socks for the, the whole year, maybe. Yeah. You, you see mm -hmm. that, um, that subtle kind of way of undermining uh, your creativity and your excellence, you know. So it's there. Okay. So it's a big challenge. Oh, really? I really understand. That is true. So we have to yeah. work harder so to can... Uh, exactly. Exactly. And when it comes to uh, black on black uh, business, mm. I know uh, blacks don't have so many in Scandinavian, but yeah. there's a good number of that. Yeah. And how does uh, the kind of change exist between blacks and the US? Well, um... Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, when I did, you know, I started this um, company, I did a, a crowdfunding campaign, which uh, went really well. I was able to, to gather my community around me, both here in Sweden and uh, in the United States of America and, you know, across the globe. Um, but um, unfortunately, the, the response is not there, the support is not there. And I try to speak to people, it's not specifically about my business, but if we will actively uh, try to support a black-owned business, we will keep our resources, you know, within the community. And it's a kind of a chain reaction, right? For instance, if 20% of people of African descent here in Sweden will buy a pair of socks each, right, from me, I will be in a better position to move forward. And that will create job for a graphic designer of African descent, you know, some kids that are just um, looking for a place to, to, to do their internship, to have the first-hand experience. I will be able to create that opportunity for them. And, and it will rub off. So when one of us wins, that means all of us wins. We have, to, we have to start thinking that way, that life is actually a mission, not a, a, a competition. Yeah. Perhaps you already touched on this, but I still will ask um, why prevent uh, blacks to support black business? Why? Why? Do they do it or not? Yeah, why they don't do it? It's um, like I said, I don't want to always blame anything in transatlantic uh, slavery and colonization, but it has to do with that too, that we have been brainwashed, that um, everything black is inferior, even when we don't know. So we need to start thinking and decolonize our mind. That's one. And then we have this tall puppy syndrome, right? When your brother is shining, you feel like he's taking your own shine away. So you want to pull that brother down or sister down in order to, to feel good about yourself. So all these things, I think, are the reasons that we don't actually uh, support each other. For instance, the Chinese, when a, a Chinese man opens a restaurant here, you, you go there, you see Chinese people eating there frequently and it's that um, feeling, that um, experience 
when people look and see people eating families that they want to okay the the sweets will be like wow this look exciting maybe i should give it a try right so when an african man open a restaurant here in marmor you don't see brothers but you cannot not always um, say it's because of the tall poppy syndrome or internalized uh, racism but it's also you know as a result of that uh, we have been a disfranchised uh, group of people that actually the poverty rate and everything some of us can't afford to go to the restaurant so it's many many things but but that but um it is possible to change all that. That is a good, that's exactly the question I would think. How to change? How to change? Yes. <laughs> well, we can start from, okay, like you, you saw what I'm doing and you felt like, wow, this brother is doing something good. I would like to interview him. And me on the other side, I didn't bother to check. Are you working with the biggest media sector? Are you established? Where I didn't even care to know where you're going to publish these contents, but I just know my brother won't interview me. I will show up, you know. Mm. So we stop looking at numbers but values, you know. We, we start respecting each other, we start showing each other love like that, real love, you know, knowing that we are connected. My success is your success and knowing that the sky is big enough for many birds to fly in right mm -hmm. so i think it starts with our mindset when we get the mindset right every other thing will follow we should stop seeking for validation uh, from places where we are not welcome we should seek for validation from each other because our stories and experiences are similar. I think that will be the way to affect uh, change that is sustainable. Yeah, I want to be almost going for 30 minutes now. Wow. <laughs> I'm, take the 30 minutes I'm now good, I'm good, don't worry. So let's talk about um, now um, the price of the, or the cost of this of, uh, this of, of one of the socks. Okay, oh, yeah, um, and we have the, the ankle socks or the sneaker liner. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so you've got many different... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got three styles, Okay. right? Yeah. And um, so the ankle is, is the one that is here. Yeah, and this uh, one is long? It's, uh, no, th this one is 79 crowns okay. per piece. Um, and then... Uh, the one you're holding is the athletic athletic socks um, it's um, 119 crowns per piece and then we have the the normal dress socks uh, like this one the normal dress socks is 99 swedish crown per piece and then we also have this uh, gift box you can have a gift a gift box of um of dress socks or a gift box of ankle and if, if you look here you will see it's four in this gift box right. it's inspired by um the Igbo calendar we have four market days okay namely eke oye afo unquo and and this make up the one week in Igbo calendar 
four days sorry. in Igbo calendar. But altogether, we still have 365 days that makes a year. Mm. So these are also mm. a, a way of correcting the misconception that we didn't have like a, a way of counting and, and, and you know the history the black history we learn today is so um, not right mm. did you know that we had a, a way of writing before colonization mm. you know in, in, in my culture it's called isebende you know it's a, it's a kind of a, a symbol kind of language or written form uh, today is not in existence anymore mm. so I think for us to be able to achieve and decolonize our mind we need to go back to the history mm. and when I say history I mean our history not his story my story our story we we need to go back and, and, and study the ways of our ancestors and, and and through that you know knowing who we were then we can start to decide and, and get the right mindset and decolonize our mindset so so Akukoko for me it's not just a source company it's a movement it's mm. a it's a belief Mm -hmm. And um, which more that more people will be able to join this movement, which is really, really good. Yeah. And then how much cost all this? Uh, uh, a, a, gift a gift box. A gift box is three ninety five. Okay. And how people can get access if they like to to, to buy if people that are away in the world because this material want to be published in many different media yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and so on. Exactly. And of course there will be people live watching from exactly. USA, whatever. Exactly. Where they can have access. Well um, we have a, a full functional uh, website, webshop which is www.akukoworld.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, Akoko World or Facebook Akoko World and then our Instagram is shoppable so you can actually click on an image in, and then it will take you to the to the shop so when uh, we have uh, different uh, payment options like switch switch for Swedish people PayPal Mastercard Visa everything there yeah. so it's a well um, mobile pay uh, yeah uh, mobile pay is what you have. Yeah, mobile pay. Yeah, for example, me. Yes, okay. it's mobile pay, Danish. But we, in Sweden, we have Swish, which is also a kind of uh, mobile pay. Okay. Yeah, we have that. Any last uh, thing that you'd like to talk to our audience about uh, anything? I mean, your product and. Well, um, what I'm saying, I'm saying that it's time that we actively. Um, people of African descent and friends of Africa to actively look for black-owned business because uh, I mean it's fun to go out and protest right but what do you do after the protest so there are simple things that you can actually do to make an impact choose where you spend your money did you know that each time you, you buy from a small business and a real person do a little dance, you know what I mean? I still do it. It doesn't matter if it's a pair of socks and I say, whoa, I got another. And then I dance, you know. 
it, it, it helps me and my family and, and, and that also if I happen to be successful. Thank you very much. We are at the end of our program. I hope you enjoy uh, being part of this beautiful uh, program here. We had uh, on the studio uh, this young entrepreneur, as you had a chance to see and listen about uh, his story, Mr. Nze Prosper Emego. He's a young uh, entrepreneur that is based in Malmo, doing his work using bamboo in order to make socks. So I hope we're going to have more uh, entrepreneurs coming along to our studio and talk about the situation that uh, uh, or how they're doing business. So this is beautiful um, uh, interview that I had a chance to do with them. So next week we have got more and then we're going to bring as much as possible people here in order to talk about their business as well as their experience being here in this part of the world not we're going to talk only with uh, business people but it will be also with ordinary people that are living here in uh, in europe about uh, their life so this is more uh hearing uh, uh what do you call it uh, the diaspora you know and how much they can contribute for the african continent this is what is needed currently because the continent needs uh people with um uh, other experience together with the experience that you'll find in the continent that will make it a better place for all. So stay tuned. I'll talk to you again next time. Peace.